What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to 3 Got Game. I am your host, Matt, and tonight I am here with the man, the myth, the legend, G-John, a.k.a. G-G. G, <laughs> how are you doing tonight? Uh, I'm all right, man. Long day at work. Celtics down 3-2. Rangers are out of the playoffs. I mean... <laughs> a uh, rough week, huh? It's nuts. You know, what are you going to do? But glad to be here with you today, man. How about yourself? Yeah, of course. I mean, I'm always glad to be here with you as well. Um, yeah, it's been a rough week for me watching the Celtics lose on Monday and uh, Friday in horrible mm-hmm. fourth quarter fashion. But we'll discuss that a little later. But otherwise, I'm doing good. It's a summer, sun shining, everybody's out. So it's always a good day. That's for sure, man. But um, but yeah, let's jump right into it. Beginning with the NBA Finals, I mean, the Warriors are up three to two right now. Game six is gonna is gonna happen. Well, when the podcast comes out, it's gonna happen today at nine o'clock Eastern time. And uh, I don't know. I don't really know how I feel about this. I mean, Celtics had so many chances to maybe end the series right now, but. But, yeah, they just, for some reason, cannot close the deal. Uh, the big difference, like, their their superstar, Steph Curry, while he didn't have a good game five, has been showing up in the other four games, and our superstar has just been awful. Jason Tatum has been awful. Like, there's no, no other way to say it. Like, too many turnovers, careless passes, terrible shot selection. I mean, you name it all, Jason Tatum's – doing all that so i mean gee we'll we'll jump right to you um what what's your what are your thoughts on the series so far oh it's been a roller coaster of emotions man i mean i don't even know where to begin firstly we had the chance to go up three two in boston steph curry having a stinker offensively oh for nine from three just struggled and we just couldn't find a way to close the deal. I mean, huh, I mean, our stars haven't played like stars. Jason or Jalen. Um, the brunt of it, though, needs to go on Jason because he's supposed to be the superstar. And he still has time to change that if he can still somehow explode these next two games and steal the series. But he has been bad. There is no way around it. In these finals, he has been not just just bad. I mean, he's been pretty horrendous. And, you know, Jalen, remember, Matt, he was pretty efficient the first couple of games. His efficiency has tailed off the last couple of games, and he's even turned the ball more over the ball more over than Jason. You know, he's had more turnovers than Jason these last couple of games. I don't know yeah. what's going on with those two. Uh, fourth quarters are where your stars are supposed to shine. They're not. I think I saw that Jason Tatum in the fourth quarter of these finals is five for twenty-one. It's not yeah, going to get it awful. Not going to get it done. Jalen Brown can't stop turning the ball over. He's not making shots. Um, you know, you could talk about the role players, but really, you know, the stars have to kind of set the example. Obviously, basketball is a team game, but you know, if your stars aren't performing, it's going to be kind of hard to overcome that. But there's an instance in game five where 
you know, it kind of wasn't the case because I think when we talked about the series, we I think we both agreed that Golden State has more capable scores than Boston that could score in like bunches, you know, get just like twenty points on any yeah. given night. You know, you have Steph, Clay can get hot, Wiggins, Jordan Poole, those guys can get you twenty points on any given night. Boston really we only have Jason and Jalen. And since they're both off, there's not really anybody that can consistently step the void fill in the void. So when Steph was off game five, who stepped up? Man. Andrew Wiggins, 26 and 13. Dude was a beast and was unbelievable. We don't have that guy that could just go get us 20 plus points if Jason and Jalen are struggling. It's unfortunate, but it's also why it's such a detriment to Jason and Jalen that, you know, to their quote unquote resumes that that they're playing this poorly because they can't afford to. They need to step up. We need them to produce. And it's been frustrating just watching us late game situations, just not convert, not execute. Um, But shout out to the Warriors, though. The championship experience really seems like it's showing. You see that they're not – I feel like we get – I don't know if you agree with me. I feel like we're getting tight. Late in late game situations, we just look tight. Yeah, we look like we don't know what what we want to do. We don't look comfortable, even though Steph was struggling. The Warriors looked comfortable. You know, Clay looked comfortable. Steph, even though he's struggling, he looked comfortable. Wiggins, first time here, looked comfortable. Like their culture, it just seems to be shining through, and that just seems to be ultimately giving them the edge, man. I'm, I'm, obviously, I had Celtics in six. That's not going to happen. Nope. <laughs> and um. I'm concerned, man. I don't know what's uh, going to happen, but I'll make an early prediction right now. I do think we push it to seven. And in game seven, I'm not sure what's going to happen. I really don't. But I think this goes seven, and I hope I'm right. Maybe it's the fan I'm talking. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you're way more optimistic than I am. Uh, I have the Warriors winning tonight, and I can see them hoisting the trophy in the garden with Steph Curry winning the MVP. That's my prediction. I I mean, the Celtics, like, they've had so many opportunities to fix their mistakes, like all these turnovers they're making. But for some reason, it's not happening. I don't expect it to change now. Like, maybe they got to go into the offseason. Guys like Tatum and Brown need to sharpen up their their decision-making and ball-handling skills. Like, yeah. I guess that's what it comes down to. I think the big thing that the Warriors are doing that – the other teams in the previous rounds didn't do when they defend Tatum and Brown. And I, and I'll quote what uh, Jay Williams said from ESPN. Mm -hmm. They make him, they make them go left and make them take contested shots at the rim with their left. That's when they're most uncomfortable because when they go their left, like they take away that right hand. So when they try to do their decision-making like, or make, make a pass from in the paint, they, they're not capable of using their left hand like they, they are with their right hand. So, so I think the Warriors are smart about that. And obviously, credit to guys like Wiggins and Green just defending the, the heck out of Tatum and Brown. Like, they're doing everything they can to make them uncomfortable. And to their credit, they are. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, and like with Jason Tatum, like obviously they've lost three times where he's looked awful. Game one. He was awful, too, when they won. I mean, that game was more of a role-player game. Like, Derek White stepped up. Al Horford stepped up. 
Marcus, obviously, Jalen Brown had a good game. Uh, Marcus, Marcus Smart did his yeah. thing. But Jason Tim, I mean, I know he had 13 assists, but he was three for 17. And then in game three when they won, like Tatum, he had 26 points, but was not field. Hasn't been efficient. Yeah, so no. a very inefficient game. So he just has not looked good at all this series. I mean, but the big difference is between those two games and the other games they've lost, the turnover margin. Like, That's what we talked had, about. They've had over 16 turnovers every time they lost. And when they had less than 16 turnovers, they've been winning. So, so like, you can see, like, Golden State, like, they get a lot of, a lot of their baskets in transition from yep. either Celtics turnovers or bad or horrible shot selections. So, so yeah, they got to fix that. And, I mean, I haven't really seen – I mean, they did prove it through those games. Maybe that'll change when they play game six in Boston, but I don't know. My thing with game six, though – I cannot see Steph having this kind of game again. No, like that's he is what not hurt. gonna go. He's not gonna go. What did he go? Like five for he was 0 for nine from three. He was yeah, like he was 0 for five nine for three. like or six for twenty. I don't know. It was not good though. That's what hurt. Yeah, though. he was he was seventeen for twenty two from the field, 0 for nine from three. Like you're not gonna hope that Steph's gonna miss all these threes again. Yeah. Like he's gonna make at least two at the bare minimum. That's what hurt about so, that game, though, man. That was the game to steal in Golden State with Steph struggling like that, and we just couldn't bring it home. And Jason and Jalen, they just could not. I mean, they they were trying. They just couldn't hit shots. They couldn't take care of the ball. It just wasn't happening, man. That's what makes it frustrating, really. Yeah, I mean, there's not much else I can say about this, but um, I mean, I'm always going to root for my Celtics. I mean, I'm always going to. I'm going to cheer them on Thursday or tonight. Hopefully, they can pull a dub and bring it to game seven. Yeah. I I mean, they they really need to cut down on those turnovers because if they don't, game over. Warriors are going to hoist a trophy tomorrow Agreed. night. So, we'll see what happens. But moving on to hockey. Uh, so... So last time we were talking, the Avalanche swept through the Western Conference and then won the Western Conference Finals for nothing. And then, uh, and now we, and then uh, last time we talked, uh, the Lightning and Rangers were tied two two in the series, but unfortunately, your Rangers lost four to two. We deserved it. Yeah, I mean that. Honestly, that Game Five loss at home. I think everybody knew, okay, that's it, because they're not going to beat the Lightning at in Tampa. So, and To be honest, like, we, we shot ourselves in the foot. There's been a couple games this series where we had late leads that we just couldn't seal the deal. We blew so many games. We had so many chances. In third periods to score, we just couldn't convert. I mean – I think we, the big killer was game three. <clears throat> oh, for sure. Were, when they had the win in the third period, but then Tampa scored that last second goal. Chad. That would have been it up. I, we talked. Yeah, about that would have been three nothing. Three nothing. Yeah. It would have been a death sentence, basically. I mean, I know hockey has been like a couple of three nothing comebacks, but like, I just wouldn't have seen the possibility. I thought that just gave Tampa momentum. And I remember talking about. I think that's what I was afraid of. That like, is this going to be a turning point because they just stole it and then they're just going to gain confidence. And it just seems like that's exactly what happened. I mean. I thought, like, 
overall, in a lot of games, we were outplaying them. We just couldn't convert on opportunities. And the Lightning just found a way to do it. When I talk about it, just like we talk basketball, championship experience. I mean, these guys are going for a three-peat. I mean, they're doing some special shit here, man. Excuse my language. And it just really shined through with the way they were able to move the puck and play and just play for each other and, you know, make timely plays when they mattered. It's been incredible. I hate it, but, like, they definitely deserved it. And we just couldn't grab it. It was there. It was in our grasp. And we just let it slip, point blank. Yeah, yeah, that definitely hurt. And, and yeah, that game three, like, it was definitely a huge momentum changer because from then on, Tampa didn't lose another game that series. Nope. Like, New York won their first two games at home, and after that, nothing. And you know what? New York, like, I would say this about New York, like, or the Rangers, they're a young team. They have a lot of good young players who are on the rise, so... They'll be they'll be back in contention next year. Winning a championship, we'll see because it's so unpredictable with any sport who's gonna win the championship each year. But but based on their talent and now that they have that playoff experience, maybe they'll come back to to help them next year. But boy, oh boy, I'm so happy about this. Uh, no, whatever, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you know me, I'm a Boston sports fan, so anytime a New York team loses. It's always a celebration at my place. And, and yeah, not, it's not only going to be Rangers, but wait till October when the Yankees lose in the first round or the, or the second round when they choke in the playoffs again. Uh, that will just be amazing to see. And you know it's going to happen, too, because the Yankees haven't gone anywhere since 2009. Yep. <laughs> but moving on to uh, – to uh, the Stanley Cup Finals. So we have the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Colorado Avalanche playing each other. So game one is going to be, well, during this podcast, it's tonight, but when it airs, it's last night. So so one of the teams who have won yesterday, but we are going to make, we're going to put our thoughts into this and make our predictions. So, G, your thoughts and predictions? On this series? Yeah. I mean, you know what I think about the Avalanche. They're going to roll through 4-1. 4-1. Ooh. Not much to say. 4-1. I think they're that much better than the Lightning. I, I mean, I know the Lightning got a championship experience and whatnot. I just think the Avalanche is – they're literally an Avalanche. They're going to roll through everybody. They're not going to be stopped. I I mean, I've been talking about them since it started, how amazing they've looked, and I just think they're just going to roll through a championship. I don't think it's going to stop. 4-1 is my series. Um, And would you have said the same thing if the Rangers were in the finals? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, uh, I, even all the Rangers fans I talked to, they said, oh, yeah, everyone's going to yeah. roll through us. Yeah, 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 they, they would <laughs> the same thing. I would just love the Rangers to be there, and I'd be optimistic and hopeful. But no, Avalanche, I think they're just going to – I mean, I don't disrespect to the Lightning. I know they're going for a 3 P. I I just think the Avalanche are just better than them right now. I think um, – I mean, like, will I be surprised if Lightning win? Yeah. Shocked? No, I've seen crazier stuff. Maybe they could push it to six, you know, in my opinion. But I think the Avalanche win this in five. I do. It'll be a semi – it'll be a competitive series, you know, in spurts. But I think there's too much talent to overcome on that on that, uh, on that team right there. Yeah. So, obviously, Avalanche, as a team, they look a lot better on paper. But my thing is the Lightning have a much better goalie. Like, that goalie they have is – 
incredible. Like, especially during the playoffs and when when push comes to shove and palms are sweating, like he delivers. Like he makes big time saves when it when it matters most. So that's that's the advantage of Lightning having. That could be a big advantage in this series as well. But mm. I just think the Avalanche are too stacked. So I'm gonna predict them in six. I think the Lightning are gonna make make it hard on them and every game is gonna be close, but I think in the end, like the Avalanche's talent is gonna be too much for Tampa's experience. And I mean, as amazing as as is when back to back championships, like then a three peat is hard. Like they, I don't think it's happened in major three sports since when the Lakers did it in Early 2000s, yeah, 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 yeah that, and that was, yeah, that was the team with two top 10 greatest players of all time, so yep. so yeah, it's hard to do, but um, but yeah, I think I think the Avalanche are gonna prevent that three peat and win the Stanley Cup, but uh, but yeah, I can't wait for game one, it should be exciting, oh, for sure. But moving on from hockey, the NHL to the NFL. So, so Pete Prisco put out a top ten NFL players list. Well, top one hundred. Uh, we're just gonna go through the top ten. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a top hundred list, but we're only gonna talk about the top ten. So he has Aaron Donald at number one, Aaron Rodgers at number two, Patrick Mahomes at number three, Josh Allen at number four, Cooper Cup at number five. Tom Brady at number six, TJ Watt at number seven, Trent Williams at number eight, Miles Garrett at number nine, and Jalen Ramsey at number 10. But my big question is with this list, I mean, I know you have a lot to say about it, but yeah. my big question is where's Matthew Stafford? Like, no, no I'm, I'm fine with that. No, no, but like not in the top 10, but like he's, kind of down there isn't he oh i believe yeah you know what that's a good question i think he's like 50 i want to say yeah he's not yeah he's not in the top he's not in the top 50 i don't see him like Um... like i'm looking through list right now and like typing word for word but yeah i don't see him or searching word for word Uh, that has to be a typo i gotta look no, he's – hold on one second. Looking within the top 50, I think he's got to be – Oh, no, he's 48. He's 48. Okay. Which is still way too high – or way too low, I believe. Yeah, I agree. I mean, what he did, look at the players ahead of him. No disrespect to guys like Tyron Smith, you know, Trey Hendrickson. Um, sheesh, you know what I think is low too? Dang, I know – I mean, I guess he had a down year. Russell, I'm a high on Russell Wilson this year. But I totally yeah, – I, I, I understand him being low considering how bad of a year he had last year. But I agree. Stafford winning the Super Bowl, he should, I think – At I'm, least I'm, top 20, at least. I'm not, I'm not saying he should be in the top 10. But, but at I least think, top I think, 20. I, no, I think, I think even like it, it, at least in the top 30, at the very least. At the yeah. very, very least. I'd probably, I'd probably have him in, uh, in the top 20, though, as well. But, okay. you know, I mean, like, for example, I like Justin Herbert. He's 20th. There's no reason. I mean, maybe I know people, maybe this is a going. That's why it's hard with these lists. Is this a going forward list? Like, is this right now? 
Because, like, obviously you want Justin Herbert over Stafford going forward. He's young, he's promising, he's ascending. But Stafford is better right now than Herbert. He just won a Super yeah. Bowl. He had a tremendous season. Herbert, as talented as he is, hasn't even made the playoffs yet. You know, I think he's going to be a great, great player. But to be 20th right now is too high. Yeah. So. Yeah, I agree with that. But, um, but yeah, we were here to talk about the top 10. My bad. I, that's okay. I didn't see Stafford, like, in the top three. I'm like, wait, where is he? But No, for sure. For sure. But, yeah, I know you have a lot of thoughts on the top 10. So, go ahead. <laughs> well, the one thing I can agree with, and I think you agree with too, is Aaron Donald being number one. Agreed. I think, I, I think that's a no-brainer. Um, now, looking at two through 10, I see Rodgers. I see Mahomes, Allen, Cup, Brady, Watt. Trent, Garrett, and Ramsey. Now, I like Trent Williams. Um, maybe it's a uh, maybe a little too high just because of yeah. the position he plays. Yeah, I think you know. Uh, I don't want to disrespect left tackles. He's amazing. He's the best in the league, no doubt. But yeah, I know. just think in general, like offensive linemen usually are never like considered top ten overall NFL players like agree I mean I might swap him with like either his teammate Nick Bosa or even Devontae you know what I mean yeah Devontae is 11 yeah Bosa is 12 yeah I I might I'd probably slide him up the list but you know that's my thing I mean I'm biased as a Packer fan I think I think Alexander's better than Ramsey, but Alexander was hurt last I year. I agree. I well, I think Jalen Ramsey's ranked too high. That's my thing. Yeah, you know because I, I'm glad I, you said it. I didn't want to sound like a bitter, biased. Pack yeah, but fan. I don't know if Alexander should take that spot. But no, but I, I don't think, think Ramsey should be top ten. No, because he got. I mean, he's had some moments, but there are a lot of moments where he got burned, and yeah. he and he would have gotten burned on that last Super Bowl play if it wasn't for Aaron Donald because he fell mm-hmm. and Jamar Chase ran right past him. If Joe Burrow had one more second, yep, we have been a touchdown. Yeah. I, I think him being 10th is just respect of how good he is and coupled with the Rams winning the Super Bowl. If they didn't win the Super Bowl, I don't think he would have gotten this rank. But I'm with you. I'd probably flop Trent Williams and Ramsey and just move up Devontae and Probably Nick Bosa. Um, I like Micah Parsons too up there. Or it's, it's I don't a, know. Charge is safe. I think after, after I think after one year, if he did it, if he does it, if he plays like this again next year, you know, I'm I'm more for that. But I'm looking at the quarterback order, and it's bothering me a bit. One, I'll say this: I do like Cooper Cup getting love in the top five. Yeah. Because of what he did last year. I think it's well-deserved. I mean, he got the triple crown, won the Super Bowl, got Super Bowl MVP. Absolutely. It's tremendous and throughout the playoffs, too. I, I actually it was think – tremendous. I actually think five is a good spot for him. I'd probably um, – I think I'd move Brady up from six. And this is going to sound crazy to some people. Because I'm gonna have the two old heads up there. I'd move. I I I move Brady to three. I drop Josh Allen to six or seven. I might move T.J. Watt up too. I, I drop in the, in terms of those quarterbacks. 
I put Brady ahead of Mahomes and and Josh Allen, and have him, then Patrick, then Josh Allen. Um, that game would say I'd probably leave Rodgers as the top quarterback. I would too. And I remember last year I had Mahomes as number one, and we did the rankings. But I think back-to-back MVPs, you know, he's can earn that number one spot again. And I think Brady has also outperformed, you know, where I had Patrick one was one, he's outperformed Patrick, you know, especially last year to me, where he could have arguably been the MVP. I remember I used to talk about him, Burrow and Rogers. Um, I think, you know, a lot of people might give me pushback on that, but I probably, I'd put, I would put Brady ahead of Patrick too. So I'd have a Rogers, Brady, Patrick and then Josh Allen. And this is me saying what how they played, because I think they've both the last couple of years played better than Mahomes. And I've also think that going forward, Mahomes losing Tyree Kill, I think is gonna be more significant than um Aaron losing Devontae because I've seen Aaron um Without Devonte, recently years before, he's he's proven to like guys like him and Brady. They've proven to make receivers. Like you can kind of throw anybody in there, and they'll be fine. You know. Yeah. Except Nikhil Harry. That's that guy's bad. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Nikhil Harry, but man, that's not. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Thanks for those memories. Gigi. Yeah. Sorry, he's not making it. If you can't, no, Nikhil Harry. Sorry, buddy. Tom Brady can't make you good. No one's making you good, man. But um, Patrick Mahomes, as great as he is, I really want to see how he looks like without Tyree Kill. I feel like Tyree Kill's speed was such a security blanket for him that he just opened up so much for other players. Mahomes plays like a reckless style brand of football. And his struggles last year, we can't forget about that. For most of the season, they were well documented. Matt, he struggled a lot last year. I know. I've been I've been seeing it on the podcast forever. Like yeah. the Chiefs, I thought they, I mean they they picked it up a little bit at the end before they completely faltered against the Bengals. But yeah, and, and throughout the season, like yeah. they did, they barely beat bad teams. And yeah, they barely beat the Packers when Aaron Rodgers Dude, didn't play. I mean, well, Jordan Love, I think scored seven points or something. Yeah, they the. The Chiefs only scored like ten or thirteen points or something. Yeah, it like was that. you know it was not, it wasn't a pretty. Yeah, it was season because for him. of the offense. It was because of the offense. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't it hasn't been a pretty season for him. And then on top of the AFC Championship game, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of his. I think I, I was one of the first people to come in here and just absolutely rip him because he was bad. You know, I don't I don't have a problem ripping even if I like you. You know, if you're bad, you're bad. He was bad. I'm just like I ripped Rodgers. When he played his playoff game, he was bad. Um, Brady against the Rams for the mo- you know for the most part until that was weird bad. was bad. So if you're great and you're bad in the playoffs, I'm gonna call you out on it. But Mahomes was so glaring because they had such a big he had, they had such a big lead and he just was absolutely collapsed. You know they were up twenty one to three at home. You know at home and he just and and Matt if you remember he tried to give the game away a couple of times before they finally took it. I mean, yeah. between running yeah, around. They almost threw like two interceptions in overtime before yeah. they actually intercepted it. And the sack he took. He ran backwards for like 15 yards to make it more difficult on his kicker. Imagine if he missed that. 
and you know, he fumbled that too. Yeah, but he luckily did. They, they recovered. They recovered it. Yeah. I mean, the, the running around backwards schoolyard BS is just not going to cut it. He's. I think he's too loose with the football, and I think that he's going to have to learn to dial it back on his quote unquote gunslinging ways. He's going to have to because Tyreek Hill is not there to just open everything up for everyone else anymore. He's still got Kelsey. Don't get me wrong. And he's got solid weapons around him. I think they, you know, they did sign Juju. He's a, I don't think he's the number one, but he's a good number. He's a good number two, I think. You know, two they, to three receivers. They drafted uh, Sky Moore, and then uh, they also signed uh, your man uh, Valdez Scantling. If he stays healthy, he's a good deep threat. He's just he's had a problem staying healthy over the years and and catching the ball, obviously. Yeah, you can't catch either. <laughs> I was gonna yeah. say, you know, he, he's had a hard time staying healthy. He's had hamstring issues, ankle issues, and you know, hasn't been able to catch. But he can stretch the field. But I just, you know, I think Rodgers and Brady have proven that we've seen how they look like when they've had nobody around them and they've elevated players. So, you know, I want to see how Mahomes has looked like and how he played last year. I would put him down that list. So I definitely have, you know, Donald one, probably Rodgers two, Brady three. You know, then I'd put Mahomes and then Cooper Cup. And then I'd put TJ Watt, Josh Allen. I'd slide up Miles Garrett at eight, and then I'd be like nine, ten, probably Bosa, Devante, Devante Bosa, something like that. You know what I mean? That kind of yeah. be my list, you know. But what do you? What about you, man? What do you think? I mean, yeah, like, I agree. If- yeah, I agree with you. Um, I think. Uh, well, I'll I'll go to the quarterbacks yeah. after, but I think Aaron Donald number one. That should be clear. No brain. Like he's- anybody says otherwise needs to have their brain checked. Yeah, I know. He's the biggest game changer in all of the NFL. Yeah. Like he's a game wrecker. He can he can play defense in so many different ways. He's he can go he can go sideline sideline. He can get your quarterback. Yeah. He can stop the run. And he and he makes the biggest plays during the biggest moments. And you saw it during the Super Bowl mm-hmm. on that last play. Like he caused the fourth and one. He had they had a fourth and one easy pass, but but Aaron Donald got there quick and uh, prevented that from happening. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, he made probably the play of the year on that uh, on that fourth and one down. But uh, but I think Cooper Cup should be top ten. I'm happy that he's getting his flowers. Yeah. Um, I obviously think T.J. Watt should be top ten as well. Uh, Miles Garrett. Yeah, I think I would probably say he's the best uh, pass rusher in the league. Either him or Nick Bosa. But I would put I would put Nick Bosa in the top ten as well. Take out Jalen Ramsey. I think he's a little yeah. overrated as a cornerback. I mean, I mean, cornerback's a hard position to judge because there's a lot of ups and downs with them. Yeah. But but yeah, I would take Bosa over Jalen Ramsey. And I agree. I would probably. I don't know. I like. I mean, I know Devontae Adams had a big year last year, but now without Aaron Rodgers. I might take Justin Jefferson. Like, that guy, like, he can do everything. I'm not going to fault you for that, but I also think that he has an underrated, underrated rapport with Derek Carr. You know, they played he does, together, he does. You know, so, right. so, so, you know, and DC is a good quarterback. He's a really good quarterback. But I'm not going to knock you for saying that. I do think Devontae's better, but, you know, I – I think he'd be fine with Derek Carr, but also I think he'd benefit from being the only guy in Green Bay getting so many volume targets. Yeah, now the, the Raiders, Raiders are going to have like they have Hunter Renfro, Darren, uh, Waller. Darren Waller. I mean, there's there's 
which is good. It'll open things up for him. But at the same time, the ball is going to be spread around more. So yeah, I don't think he's going to exactly. be putting up those numbers. He's going to be great. But I don't think he's going to put up the numbers like he put up in Green Bay because if you look at the years over, he was by far the lead leader in catches, targets, yards, and touchdowns in Green Bay. It wasn't even close. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think that's the position that Justin Jefferson's going to be in this year because I think feeling like he's kind of on the downside of his career, like he's yeah. past his prime. And I think he's still a good player, but I think Jefferson's going to get like the Devontae Adams looks, all the Devontae Adams looks this year. Like he's going to be the one Kirk Cousins going to keep an eye out on, like make sure he gets, yeah. gets him his targets and everything. So, so I think he's going to have a big year statistically. So that's why I put him in the top ten. In I would, I agree with you. I would take Jalen Ramsey and and Trent Williams out for the reasons you said. And then for quarterback, I would definitely put Aaron Rodgers number one. You know what? I actually agree with you because you saw with Mahomes and Allen, like they had their ups and downs last year during it's the regular awesome. season. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So. So, yeah, I put Brady number two. I mean, he he had a couple games where he struggled when they lost against the Saints twice and the, and the well, now it's the Commanders. Yeah. Where that, I don't know where that came from, but, I, but I, for the most part, like, he's been very consistent throughout the year other than, has. like, a couple of those losses. And, and the thing is, like, you know, people can point and be like, oh, he struggled because, you know, he didn't have guys, you know, around him. Well, Mahomes had Tyreek and Kelsey all year, and he struggled. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, So yeah, that, yeah. that's the thing. Like, you know, oh, he struggled. I'm like, well, you know, he had. And like I said, I'm saying this, and I had Mahomes in my – I think, remember my list last year? I had, like, Mahomes 1, Wilson 2. <laughs> then yeah. I had, like, Rodgers and Brady. So that – my, how that changes, you know. Russell Wilson's – I think he'll have a resurgence. Yeah, I think, our, he'll, I think he'll have a better year this year. When we do our predict, predictions for quarterback rankings for this season, at some point down the line, we'll get into that. But Oh, 100%. We will. You know, um, but yeah, I just think you, you know, for Aaron and Tom, and I wouldn't fault you even if you wanted to put Brady number one. I just think you know Aaron have, being the back-to-back MVP. Yeah, I can't. That. Yeah, I, I even last year I put Aaron number one. I put Aaron number one and Mahomes number two and Brady number three. Yeah, like but, for my quarterback list, like yeah. I had those those three in order. So I've always thought Aaron Rodgers was the best quarterback in the league. To right now, and I still For, think that way. Yeah, yeah, no, I do, I do, I do at this point as well. But you know, Tom over Mahomes was something I, you know, I thought about, and just you know, it just you know, you you gotta you gotta be able to perform consistently. You know, I'm not saying Mahomes still isn't great, but it was just glaring to see him struggle most of the year. You know, and I'm just like I said, I'm curious to see how he's gonna do without one of his guys. Still think it'll be fine, but there's levels to this. You know what I mean? There's levels to this. How many games, how many times in the career have we seen Rodgers and Brady going with nothing? You know, I mean, we saw Rodgers last year go to Arizona on the road with no receivers, with two days practice, with practice squad guys never thrown to, and beat an undefeated team on the road. We've seen Tom Brady win with no with nobodies. I want to see guys like, that's the next step for me, Mahomes and, uh, and Allen. They're yeah. great quarterbacks. But I yeah, and I think him. that my thing with Mahomes though is he needs to learn how to read the defense. Like he's Agreed. even said publicly, like he doesn't really watch much film. He just goes out there and 
He just trusts his arm, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, I know. Sandlot ball, bro. He reminds me of a lot. See, people like people remember Matt, people used to compare him to uh Rodgers and whatnot a lot. He reminds me more of Brett Favre if we're gonna pick a Packer. If I, he's he's just got that gunslinger mentality, you know, where he just will throw it anywhere. It doesn't care. Two, triple double team, triple team, you know. And I think he's gotten away with it a little bit because of Tyreek, you know, with that speed. And you know, Kelsey's been amazing, but you know. We're going to see him not taking those interceptions if he keeps throwing in double coverage and playing sandlot ball. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, schoolyard bullshit. That's what it's called. Yeah, man. You Sandlot's know. baseball, I think. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> very true. But, you know, I love Brett. He did a lot. It was good and it was bad at times. Yeah. And, you know, Mahomes has to, like you said, he's got to learn to read the defense. He's got to be know when you go to the huddle know what they're in at all times and know what you can get, know what you can take and just go get it. Not run around backwards 30 yards, you know what I mean? Wait for someone to get open and fling it. I agree. All right, guys. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of 3 God Game. Um, Please like and subscribe to the podcast. Um, We are on Instagram at 3 God Game. Um, You can catch us on Apple, Spotify, Google, you name it, we're on it. It's been a great episode. Um, the dead season's coming up soon with basketball being over. We're going to have to find a lot of topics to talk about. But don't worry. We'll have that content ready for you. And we'll be ready to go. Let's go Celtics. Let's come back and win this series. And hopefully the next time we talk, maybe a minor miracle will happen. And we'll be the champs. But uh, good night, everybody. Love and trust, guys. Let's, let's go Celtics. Let's good night, everybody.